Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Won't Back Down with Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Petosa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another astounding edition, another episode of the Won't Back Down podcast. And Billy Napier is hard on the trail, recruiting his butt off, getting these boys back to the Ville. Cleaning house over here in Gainesville, but that does not mean that we shouldn't have patience for what might be coming to the Gators. Yeah, he's getting these boys back to the Ville, but he's also getting all these boys out of the Ville. There has been a flurry of decommitments, transfers. It's kind of a lot is up in the air in Gainesville right now, and the casual fan is freaking out. The overconfident fan is on a pedestal telling everyone to trust the process, and the fan who... Like myself, just watched three coaches fizzle out in a matter of nine years, is trying to stay neutral and give it time. Give it, see what we're going to get. See what he, these connections on the trail are going. See how he's going to fill out his staff. Because let's just face it, the December signing period is way too early. And I'm really interested to see what he does for February. I don't think we will end with the 69th rated overall recruiting class as we are on the 247 Sports Composite nice. right now. Kind of, I don't know. That's a little nice. Like if if things are like going to shit, and you, you might as well like be if, if the boat's already sinking, like we might sink with dignity. It's true. Well, yeah. you know the thing for me with, with with having patience is he's been here for what four days. That, that opening press conference was five days ago, and just go back and watch it. Billy Napier said in his opening presser, "You guys will likely get frustrated with me." Three days in, they were, and then. You know, the Nick Evers decommitment, Jaden Gibson. How much of that was, you know, him pushing kids out versus actually not wanting to be here? Hard to say. I think if you read into the Nick Evers decommitment note and and then certainly the follow-up note that his dad wrote, I think a lot of that was, you know, Billy saying, look, you can be in the class, but you're not, you know, the guy in the class like Dan Mullen had promised him, right? And so, you know, we asked for a rebuild. We're getting one. And he said, you're going to be frustrated with me. And this isn't a half-assed rebuild like we did with the past couple coaches, like we did from the transition from us, champ, to McWayne and McWayne to Mullen. They're going all in with this rebuild. They're they're quite literally knocking it down. And at some point, you just have to, as a fan, just kind of put trust in the head coach. And I haven't seen anything on the field. I haven't seen anything that I can take materialistically from what he's done to make any judgment. Okay, there's just guys decommitting, and I and I have to believe, and I do believe, 
that Billy Napier has a plan, that there is an end goal. There is a certain way of doing things, a certain way of getting there, and it's going to take time. And we knew that coming. You have to understand this is not going to be an overnight process. This is going to take weeks, months, potentially years to truly legitimately fix for good. And it's not, it, it just, it, he gets that. And I think we as fans, we as as media members have to understand that and just be patient. That's the big thing. You just have to be patient. And I want to comment on the players leaving for the portal, such as Jacob Copeland, Chris Bogle announced last Maybe. week. And Mohamed Diaba- mm-hmm. Mahmoud Diabate announced today that he would be entering the portal. I just want to comment because it may just seem like Napier is pushing them out, but just from a complete outsider's perspective, can you really blame them for reopening their commitment, <laughs> for reopening their recruitment process to a coach that they didn't commit to? Essentially, what that's all it is. They're reopening their commitment process. Right, especially Diabate. From, yeah. from everything you know, we've heard, Diabate, I don't think is necessarily... Out the door, I, Jacob exactly. Copeland. It's I'd, very I'd be rare. Shocked if Jacob it's Copeland very comes rare back. that but they these players come back out of the portal. But the options there, they just they didn't commit to play for Billy Napier. Right. So why yeah. not reopen your recruiting process? Maybe find somewhere that can take you to that next level. Maybe find somewhere that you can get a fresh start, or maybe even find a better position for yourself to help you get drafted. Because at the end of the day, isn't that the That's end goal? All that it's about. And, and Diabate, exactly. you know, he's one of the definitely one of the smarter, more calculated kids on the team. So. You know, not knowing exactly what the scheme's going to be, especially, look, he, you know, he's been here for three years playing completely out of position under Todd Grantham. And so I think any, any, uh, any, any scheme that the new guy, you know, Tony or, you know, whoever we bring in as Cody C would probably be an upgrade for most of these guys and on the defensive end. But I don't blame them for at least wanting to, you know, go out, talk to other coaches. I also just want to add in this comment that 2021 was the first full season after the one-time transfer rule was officially passed by the NCAA, and we already saw the dividends that were paid from some of these guys. Look at the Doak Walker Award winner and the Walter Camp Award winner, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth he was a transfer. Look at Jameson yeah. Williams, arguably the best receiver in the country. Didn't win the Belinkatoff last night. Should have. Should have. And Jordan Addison's had a great year, though. Can't really discount that. But Yeah, how much Bama's two Bama? He was a Bama. transfer from Ohio State as well. I mean, just those are two of the top players in the country, and I mean, I could just keep going on and on. There were so many. I produced sports scene earlier with Steve Russell, and there were so many people calling in saying the portal has changed college. Even Steve himself was saying the portal has changed college football forever. This portal never looked the same. Y- yes, but isn't it a good thing though that these players have the opportunity to put themselves in an opportunity for the betterment of the career? Well, college football free agency. There it's is college football free agency, and it's not even free agency where they're giving you more money. They're giving you more benefits. It's putting yourself in a better position to get drafted. Isn't that what it's right, all about? Right, Developing right. 18 to 22-year-old football players, and they're putting themselves in a better position for their future, for their life, and for their football career. Well, we're Absolutely. allowed to transfer without having to sit out a year exactly. academically, right? Yeah. When your head coach is allowed to be sitting in a recruit's home while the news breaks on Twitter that he is signing an $80 million contract to go to another school, there is no reason that you shouldn't be able to do the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Now, it, no, the, it, the transfer portal was, it's a great thing. It's sometimes it's it's a little, dis, no, it's hard for a fan, the, the traditional fan to kind of comprehend like, oh, here's our players just continuously leaving. It's just, but it is, it, it has worked for, I mean, Dan Mullen, he was couldn't recruit, but it he could recruit the transport transfer portal. I mean, yeah, you got to look at 
that first cycle, he really relied heavily on the transfer portal, which I expect Billy Napier to as well. I think we're going to be really in the thick of it. With Eli Ricks, since we hired Corey Raymond, the LSU defensive backs coach, we'll get into that yeah. in a couple minutes here. But Well, let's take, take a look. I think we're really going to have to go deep into the portal to kind of salvage this class that has fallen from the decommitments. You go back to Dan's first full cycle, he got Van Jefferson. He got Trayvon Grimes out of the portal. Those are two of our biggest contributors. And then you look at what he did in the later years. He got Brennan Cox Jr. He got... Demarcus Bowman, he got Lorenzo Lingard, Justin Shorter. Mm-hmm. These are some guys who are strong contributors on our team right now. Maybe specifically with Demarcus Bowman, might be a strong contributor in the future. Oh, absolutely. And you know, there's just one school that you could kind of point to as maybe a little bit of a uh, blueprint for what Billy's going to try to do. That's the Michigan State Spartans. They had, you know, roughly 25, 30 guys enter the portal or decommit after, um, you know, Mark D'Antonio was out. <coughs> and, you know, Mel Tucker, a fellow Saban disciple, a guy who was on that uh, Saban staff with Billy, in their 2021 c- class, 14 of the guys that that uh, you know contributed and were able to help them go 10 and 2 this season were transfers. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, but um, you know Chester Kimbrough was one from Florida. Um, a couple of their or their better receivers this season were from the portal, and so I think you know for for us to have any chance to compete in. 2020, you know, this upcoming season and maybe the one after, Billy is going to have to go, you know, really, really hard in the portal. Because the 2022 class is going to be somewhat of a wash recruitment where I was, right? I think it's a win if we're able to get four or five guys in the 2022 class out of high school that contribute. That's all that Urban Meyer got in his first transition class. If you look, four or five guys who, who actually contributed to those title teams. And Same with Nick Saban in his transition There's class. already just great talent in the transfer portal. And like I alluded to earlier, Eli Ricks is someone that we should really start to circle with in Raymond. on. With Raymond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Specifically with the hiring of Corey Raymond, which maybe we should get into that now because the other day it was announced that Florida is hiring a longtime LSU defensive backs coach and recruiting coordinator Corey Raymond to be our associate head coach slash defensive backs coach. Guys... This is about as big as any commitment we could have gotten this week, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. I mean, a lot of my friends, a lot of people who follow the program were just so worried and concerned about all these decommitments, so these transfer portals, all this clean house. But in reality, none of that, all that pales in comparison to the importance of the Corey Raymond hire and what that could mean for the future of this program. Just look at the way LSU fans reacted to this. They were this was a disaster for LSU, letting go of their their best assistant coach and their best uh, position coach in Corey Raymond, who just, I mean, this guy, the amount of elite talent that he recruited, developed, and sent to the NFL is truly unbelievable. There is nobody in the country that has close to a resume as good, as strong as Corey Raymond does, and he is bringing that to Gainesville. And the amount of cornerback prospects that we're going to get to commit, that he's going to get to develop and be good. Imagine what he's going to do to Jason Marshall and Corey Collier and the rest of that young secondary. I I just cannot wait to see the just the just what what changes when Raymond gets on campus. I think he's already got to be on the phone with Jaheim Singletary, right? I hope so. I'd imagine. Sam McCall, the FSU commit. But, uh, I mean, a point I wanted to make was, you know, who we've had on staff, who who we've got on staff so far, it's three well guys and then Raymond. Um, You know, so obviously recruiting in Louisiana is going to be a strong suit for this staff, but Raymond's got history recruiting not only in Louisiana but all over the country. South Florida in particular, one guy, Patrick Peterson, he was the lead recruiter on, and, you know, he's from Pompano Beach. He's pretty good. He's got... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say Patrick Peterson's had a pretty good career. And, you know, that was a guy that ran. Tyron Matthew. He's all right. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, just having some history in South Florida, oh, you know, okay. going through his his commitment history, um, that was big for me to see, and I think. And know, if this is, is very what, encouraging. you know, Billy told us he's building an army with the people that he's going to be able to. And I don't know if you guys read the Athletic too often, but I read G. Allen Taylor's column the other day in the Athletic talking about Billy Napier's time at Louisiana Lafayette, and it said that there were about thirty-eight people in his coaching room at a time. And it was just offensive analysts with clipboards, coming up with analytics, coming up with data, coming up with how they could do this better. He hires a professional company each and every year to come in and do analytics to see what his team could be doing better. He is just so detail-oriented, so organized. And if these are the types of hires that he's going to bring, sign me up. I know the other day Mark Long tweeted out that Tosh Lupoi didn't even deny the fact that he might come on to Florida staff after the NFL season is One over. One of the Jaguars beat writers tweeted that something about, you know, Tosh Lupoi being already gone. So he, it I think, like ta- he knows I think it's a matter of time yeah, that Tosh yeah. Lupoi, his role, that'll be, that's yet to be established. he'd be the other co-DC. I think he'll I think. either be the other co-DC or the defensive line coach. Defensive line, but, you know, he's kind of been all over the place. He's been a D-line coach, but. Well, didn't he go to the Browns? He's. I think he has some history as a linebacker coach. I wouldn't be surprised. Because C-Rob hasn't been officially canned yet, but... I've heard C-Rob is the only one that would stay. I've also heard reports that Napier... I don't know how true this is, but that Napier wasn't going to retain anyone in an on-field role, but maybe you see C-Rob stick around as one of those analysts. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think he'll stay to be an analyst. I think he'll get an opportunity elsewhere. But I did see him on campus yesterday, actually. He was wearing decked out in, you know... Yeah, I think he he is is still still here. here. The bowl game's still going on. he still has a job right now. I, I don't like. That's crazy. Like, that's true. Yeah. Like who is who's coaching the ball? I mean, it's all like, these not guys. Still who are they're all still fired. here. They're it's practicing. All, yeah. It, it's it is such a bizarre. It's gonna be Anthony starting probably. So yeah. No, no, no Anthony. Anthony's he, not, he's done for the year. I mean, Anthony's done for the year. He, yeah, it's he finally be got his uh, meniscus cleaned up, uh, which did? is gonna be a good thing yeah. for next season though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that, uh, oh, it's gonna be. Emmer- I didn't even realize that. I'm not probably won't watch. Yeah. Won't watch. It's not worth watching. I'm gonna watch. Oh my god. I will not be there. Uh, game is sold out though, so good for the guys. Yeah. Gorilla Bowl. I think yeah, I know the tickets were like fans. surprisingly expensive. I looked this morning. Going to be a lot of UCF fans. Battle for state supremacy. I don't think, I don't think anybody <laughs> on the Gator side is that excited about it. But UCF, they are. No, this was the worst possible matchup. They're so annoying. No, oh, they're so annoying. I don't they think they're going to win. It's, well, look, I think the one hope here is the young corners. I think Kyrie is going to play in the bowl game. Really? Yeah, I think that he he said before that oh, it was going to be. If he want because he because he cares he could use be- because Kyrie cares because Kyrie he 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 said if it was Miami or UCF he was going to play because these are guys he played high school ball with he wants he he wants to beat them he, Kyrie is a competitive guy and he wants to beat he wants to win football games could help his draft stock put it on good tape too. And, yeah that, that that too will help but at UCF I mean they got a terrible quarterback their backup I forgot his name just a Mikey ter- Keen Ke- just a terrible quarterback I, I mean he's gonna throw interceptions Emory's gonna throw interceptions it's gonna be just an ugly game cheese it bowl you remember the cheese it's gonna be the, the cheese it bowl the Cal TCU cheese yeah, we should be able to run the football that would uh, I, I caught the end of that game I actually saw Hamilton that night at the Broward Center really oh, I, I, yeah oh, that's pretty cool I was I would, at the Heat game that night against. Maybe the Lakers. And then I, I came home and I was night. sitting on my couch. I was like, because I was looking at my app. I was like, oh, my app must be broken. There's no way this game is like nine to six. And then I get home and I turn on the game. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Damian Pierce just get like 40 carries. Yeah, I would like to see a big game for Damian Pierce. 
I would also like to see some of these guys who are coming back next year kind of have a breakout game to have something that we could be excited for next year. That's why I was kind of hoping Anthony would play, but it might honestly be better for next season if he's finally getting that knee cleaned but up. It is, it is just yeah. such a weird thing that you've got a one coaching staff coaching it's so and then you got one coaching staff recruiting we just got two and they're coaching all they're staffs. all you know on uh you know searching for jobs on linkedin yeah. like during the during timeouts it's crazy <laughs> it is bizarre but i want to say this there. i want to like, say this he'll be there yeah. oh he'll, he'll be he's he'll, watching practice this week i think oh 100 he'll he's be and he'll be in the booth when he's not recruiting. doing a little interview like mac did in the in the birmingham bowl against yukon when vh3 had a pick in the end zone but i think it is what well, i've noticed i can't picture my mind a picture of Dan Mullen with a recruit. I, it's not. I can't. I can't even. Picture the only it. one I can picture is the picture of him and Damian Pierce the day after his introductory press conference. That one, the TikTok he did with Terrence Gibbs. Oh, right, but that was okay. But that the, was the that TikTok. was on campus. They came for a. It was an official like, visit. I've never seen Dan Mullen like in a player's house in, at a high school. It is incredible. I've seen maybe. 20 pictures of Billy. This yes. guy's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, how is he? He's, he's in Louisiana one day. He's in South Florida the next. I don't, he is everywhere. And it is it's very nice to see. It's going to pay dividends in the end. I think we're going to start seeing the results not right away, but I think come even come February, I think we might have one or two five stars committed to this class. I really think we're going to start seeing the results. I think people are going to buy into his process. I and I don't remember the last time the Gators hired someone because yeah. we've seen four Gator hirings in this past 10 years. <laughs> I don't remember the last time the Gators hired someone so well-respected. Yeah, and, you know, just talking about recruiting, he was at IMG Wednesday, and then Love since it. then, Clemson's had two five-star defenders already decommit from IMG. Players want to stay in state. I mean, not, if they're from, if they're at IMG, they're not okay. necessarily in Florida, from right, Florida. But, but IMG, we're the closest school to IMG. Can you, when was the last time we had an IMG commit? Kamar Wilcoxon's the only one that Dan Mullen ever yes, got. Yes, yes. And it, it's... That's crazy. We, it, Mullen was scared to go there. We like were like in the thick of it for, Cur for like Curtis Dunlap Jr. And then he went to Minnesota, oh, I remember. You know, when, when you're out and you see like, you know, the really... Pretty girl, and you're like nervous to go up to her. Like I, that was Mullen with IMG Academy. Yes. That, like Mullen, like actually, like shat his pants in the parking lot. I think. He, I, like, yeah. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. yeah I, I just wanted to talk about um, Clemson a little bit because Tony Elliott, the you know, coordinator, just took the job at UVA. They don't have a D coordinator anymore. They don't have an AD anymore. They, they don't have, don't have a quarterback. Clemson and look like with. Florida having a recruiter at head coach. Miami having a hell of a recruiter at head coach. You absolutely just high on Cuban coffee visiting every single school. He's doing a great Not job. Not sleeping seemingly. Someone's going to have to pay, right? Because, like, recruiting is a zero-sum game, meaning that, like, one school does better in recruiting. Other schools are going to have to do worse. There's only so many recruits to go around. And, you know, you look at the programs who poach the state of Florida recently, Alabama, Clemson. Ohio State. If there's one that's really, really going to be – cut off and struggle as a result of, you know, what's Clemson. happening, it's got to be Dabo. It it's has to be, be. Clemson. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. they're losing all their coordinators. They had a, a subpar year by their standards this year. Their big ticket was that crazy facility. Well, now Florida has a pretty good facility now coming every, up. Everyone everyone has, has, a has a big we facility, We were the last too. ones to catch up. Right. Miami's the last one. Miami right. still they doesn't. Need, they need one. They, they got yeah. a, what, a 60-yard field over there? They've got, yeah. yeah. Their indoor, indoor practice <laughs> facility is just not an actual football field. I don't know if... It's yeah, like I know. 60 yards. It's like, yeah, like yeah. the, the 50 insane. is like the 30. 30. The 30, it's, yeah. It's awkward looking, yeah. But yeah, so Clemson just. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think that they're going to go down. But I, I, I think Mario Cristobal, it's good hire. 
I, I've, I haven't spoken about that. I was yet. a little bit more skeptical like a yeah, few days ago. Uh, just seeing like his quotes about just drinking so much Cuban coffee and not sleeping because he's out recruiting, like I am encouraged. He's the right man for the Miami. He has, yeah, like, he is. He th- is. Those high school coaches respect him so damn much. Yes. Will he take them back to being the U? What is the U being back? Exactly. What is the U being okay, back? Okay, let me rephrase That's what a great I'm about question. to say. Let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Will he take them to be competing like the U? I think so. Will he take them back to winning championships like the U? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you guys still got to look at it. Like, at Oregon, he had maybe the nicest facility in college football. He had California, recruited California pretty well. But he has a lot of plan. He's driving around. No, yeah. It's, Miami, like, it's, you're right. It's, it's definitely even it's a big easier difference. for him now. It's yeah. so easy because you can go in one car ride. I mean, you, you, I mean, and you, you can listen to one grateful. As you said you can listen to one grateful dead song and be at th- be at two high schools within the within the same twenty song. minutes. Yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. five ten minutes away. All these great players in, are within. You're up seventy two playing in the band, and it's still still going. Yeah, when it's, you park it's at incredible the other high how easy it is to be to be recruiting in Miami, but at the same time. He had great recruiting classes at Oregon. He did. He did a good job there. And he's going to have great recruit, recruiting classes in Miami. But the big moment came, the big the big game came, and Oregon folded. Most of them he would. but So, look, he's a great recruiter. He's a great energizer. He's a good football mind. He is going to lead them. He's going to make Miami a good football team. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be ranked for years to come. But ACC championship games, games that could – potentially get Miami into the playoff, is he going to win those games when it matters most? And the way they played Utah this year, I'm not so sure. Maybe he checked out of that game. Maybe it was he was already on to Miami in his brain. But the big games, can he win the big games? And that's what's going to be the question for the next few years in Miami. I really believe that. We'll see. And he's someone who's, like, very reliant on assistance. Because you talk about CEO, like, Cristobal's the ultimate kind of CEO type. Yeah, but they, he's able to get Joe Brady. Look, the cupboard's not bare. Like, Tyler Van Dyke should be regarded as one of the top five, if not top ten, quarterbacks heading into next season. And if he's able to get Brady, like, look out. Because they've got skill talent. They've got a quarterback. If they're able to get one of the premier offensive minds in football, look well, out. Well, I was about to say, it's looking more and more likely by the day that they're going to get Joe Brady as yep. offensive coordinator, which the Pembroke Pines doesn't native too. thrill me as a Florida Gators fan, but it's not Joe Brady's recruiting that necessarily worries me. And from that standpoint, it doesn't thrill me, but it doesn't it's exactly... Also, he's not going to be there. It doesn't exactly instill fear in me because we don't play Miami all that often. And he's not going to be there long. Yeah, and he's not going to be like, there He's going to be there for two years before taking, before yeah. jumping. So I, I still think he ends up with the Bengals in some facet somehow. That would be somehow, cool. Somehow, eventually, yeah. he will be some, doing something with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. That would but be cool. Maybe Ed O will go to the Bengals this year. That would be cool. Coach O. Could you can imagine? He, can he be the mascot? <laughs> this is kind of funny. I, I just I just saw this, so it's just it's so funny. Uh, that uh, have you seen Corey Raymond's Twitter right now? So someone showed me this a little bit ago. He, okay, so his yeah. at is LSU Corey Raymond. His location is Gainesville, Florida. His website is lsufootball.com. His bio says University <laughs> of Florida, but his his cover photo is an LSU national championship picture. So it is like split down the middle between like LSU. He doesn't have, Twitter. He's he doesn't have time for Twitter. He's too busy. He's, already on, he's he, on the trail. He changed it, and then he had to go into another recruit's home. <laughs> he changed. He got halfway, halfway through, through. <laughs> and Billy said, get on the plane. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I love it. I, I Look, I, I, this, it's going to be different. It's going to be weird. I think that we're going to be... 
like think on the field for a moment. It's gonna be it's gonna look way different next year in terms of the way we play. Like it's it's gonna be a lot more like 2012, 2013, where that was good defense running the ball type of game. I think the defense is gonna be a lot better, and then they'll be able to run the football. And there's going to be better I offensive think our offense might be fun next year. Yeah, I'm I mean, interested because of Anthony yeah. Richardson. I, exactly. That's what's so awesome. It's like, okay. I feel like we forget all too We're putting often. an emphasis on the trench game and offensive line. And if that is, if offensive line becomes a strength and we can run the football, Anthony's going to be so good. He's going to be a monster. That, but even, you put him in an empty set, like, like look at what we did in the second half against LSU. He was able to stand back there and sling it around like oh, Kyle Trask. So good. The ball gets out of his hands so quickly. So yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see what we can do in the portal at wide receiver. That is, if you had to ask me, the number one question as far as next season's success goes, that's probably it for me right now because the cupboard's kind of bare. Yeah, they need yeah. to get a couple. Mario Williams from Oklahoma is a name that yeah. I would really like to. I think I, I've heard. I believe that Mario Williams is is pretty likely to come here. Really, that would yeah. be a huge pickup. Yeah, I think he will. Because Mullen, like you know, recruiting those more you know big body possession type receivers, shorter Jaquavion Frazier's. Um, Marcus Burke showed some promise. I like Marcus Burke, but you know we need like a. a a speed guy like Mario Williams, who's just able to be open all the time for Anthony, like that'd right, be crucial. Right. Crucial. Oh, yeah, it's just one yeah. of those little Especially slot with receivers. Copeland not here anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 we haven't had one of those little speedy receivers. I mean, Kadarius Tony. But, yeah. that, but since, uh, besides. Freddie Swain was pretty Swain quick. in that regard, yeah. He was <laughs> oh, always yeah, exactly. open. Yeah, well, but last year we didn't. I'm saying this past year we didn't really. Oh, yeah. Um, since we're talking about Anthony, I just kind of want to point out that Anthony Richardson was named the all-SEC freshman team quarterback with making one start. How does that make sense? Well, <laughs> he made one start. And his one start, he wasn't even good. Exactly. Like, not Dan crazy. Mullen <laughs> should be... What was, we were talking about this before the show. What was wrong with Dan Mullen? Like, he needs to like write a memoir. He needs to do a tell-all. So, we just need to know because it's so bizarre. It was so easy for him. We need a so statement. I was crazy. on Ambien. I'm sorry. Because things were going so well at Florida. Things could have been going so well at Florida. It's crazy. It's just, it's just the way. I, I don't get it. This guy made zero starts, and he was so good in the little time we saw him that he was the all-SEC freshman quarterback. I've spent many long showers in the last month. Just, uh, you know, you, you go deep into your thoughts in the shower. Picking my brain, trying to possibly get in the mind of Dan Mullen and think, why? It's almost like every decision he made was the opposite of what you would make. Like, it choose your own adventure, and he just chose the wrong thing every time. Like, it got to the point for me where it seemed like, I don't want to say he was tanking, but, like, it it, it almost it seemed that way, did it not? I Against mean, Missouri? To be do, making a couple TV appearances and making $12 million just to not coach anymore. Right, it, it seems like a pretty good, good deal. Me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, speaking of pretty good deal, I just wanted to make a quick comment about this on an assistant coaching hire that I thought was one of the, my favorite hires of the offseason. I really liked Oklahoma's hire, Brent Venables, but I like it even more that they're bringing Jeff Lebby from Ole Miss to be their offensive coordinator. I think that is huge. He's someone who, who could have been a head coach. This He's someone cycle, that could have been a head cycle. coach, and I think that is huge for keeping Caleb Williams and for the development of Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams. Dylan Gabriel, there's some smoke that Dylan Gabriel actually might be Go to Ole Miss. if Caleb Williams leaves. I think it's almost a guarantee that Oklahoma gets Dylan Gabriel because Le- Levy recruited him to UCF, actually. Oh, yeah. But so there's a the connection there. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Caleb will probably stay at Oklahoma, if I were to guess. Is it, I mean, you've got to figure it's either follow Lincoln out to USC or stay, right? I don't know. Jackson Dart's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he, he looked very promising. It's and hell, he's got the name. It's a hell of a name for a quarterback. For a USC quarterback specifically. Yeah. The Cali kid, Jackson Dart. Yeah. So there's no games this weekend, so can't really do a lock of the week. But you guys want to pick the Army-Navy game? <sighs> sure, why not? Let's look. I'm up. going with Army. Be right. Navy. Why? I don't – am. I don't know. I think they're better this season. Oh. They're yeah, Army's 8-3 and, and Navy is 3-8. and eight. Yeah, they're definitely better. They're, and they're big favorites too. I, I'm going to go with Army as well. Usually the favorite, the better team, wins the game, but sometimes there's an upset in this. I, I, Army's just way better. They're in a much better spot. Usually the favorite wins the game. Team? Thank you, Big Will Levinson. Ken Neatmore. For your hard-hitting analysis. Well, I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> yeah, obviously the favorite wins the game. But I'm saying, I'm saying, like, this isn't a game where there's, like... Isn't it Ken Neatmore? Does it sound right? Did I get You're that? going with Army too, Lehman? Yeah. Jeff Munkin, it's interesting. What's the line? I don't see any line. I would, I'm curious to see if uh, Jeff Munkin gets a Power 5 job because having... Like having minus 6.5. Hold on. All right, let's go minus 6.5. What are you taking? Army uh, by 7. I'll take Army. Vegas Ness. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take Army yeah. minus 6.5. But, yeah. But yeah, no. okay. Army 20 to 10. Sure. I'll go there with that go. too. 20 to 13. Okay. Even, sure. even closer 21 to 21 to 14. I don't know. You know what? No matter the outcome, America wins. America wins, yeah. yeah Is Joe exactly. Biden going to be there? Probably. I think Trump always attended that game. Yeah, of course. I love the scenes. It gives you a nice little Christmas feeling. It's very uh, wintery. And then when that game is snowy, it's so cool. It's very nice. I I do like that. I didn't miss it last year with the COVID. There was a lot of soldiers. The soldiers were in the the audience, but there was just soldiers. (laughs) Yeah. That was cool to see. Um, Yeah. Go on and beat Navy. And then later that night, Heisman ceremony. Probably the most boring Heisman ceremony that we'll experience. Yeah. Bryce Young's like a minus 3,000 favorite, but you guys want to give your Heisman ballots? Uh, it's going to be Bryce Young. I don't even know. What to, it's, just, it's just going to be Bryce Young. Like, it's is just Matt going Corral to be a finalist? No. It is. He, okay, the finalist He is, and Will Anderson. Got, Will I would have had, I would have had, if I were to, if I were to pick the final four, it, it, uh, they invited Bryce, they invited CJ Stroud, they invited Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson, and then who and was, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I would have swapped Will Anderson for Aiden Hutchinson, and I would have swapped Matt Corral for CJ Stroud. Oh, uh, you see what I would have done? Yeah, me too. I agree with that. I would have actually. CJ Stroud was the third Stroud. or fourth best player on his own. Offense. I would on I my agree. ballot. I would put Hutchinson number one. I would have went Young two. I probably would have went Pickett three, Will Anderson four, and I think I would have went Kenneth Walker five. I think Will Anderson is the best player in the country. He should win the Heisman Trophy, but you know, not gonna happen. I don't. know. It might be Hutchinson this year. No, I, I think it might be. I, I think, think Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson should be the number one overall pick next year. But I think this. Eh, actually, I don't know. It might be Bryce Young, but or CJ Stroud too, or I think, well, Anthony Richardson is going to finish but, second in voting. All right, so let's, let's pick our orders then. I, okay. I just did. I just I went Hutchinson, Young. Now this no, is no, what no, I think is going to happen of, of the of the current order. Of oh, like, what of, I think is going to happen. Going yeah, to be, like yes. actual predictions. Oh, I yeah. think it'll end up being Young. Now the Young. Hutchinson, Pickett, Stroud. I agree, and I think it's it's going to be landslide, Young landslide. I, I would just I I wouldn't then, underestimate how casual some of these voters are. I think CJ Stroud might finish second oh, just because the name, the quarterback. I can't. I can't. It's, it's yeah. They we got to change. 
I love Pickett. Oh, if Pickett wins, I'd be so happy. I he deserves it. Pickett like, broke like, Dan Marino's yeah, record. Kareem Abdul Jabbar had to had to change rules for him. Kenny Pickett just yeah, made a rule changed, change happen. Yeah, that was one that of the, is so that cool. Was, we're talking about a Heisman moment. That's a Heisman moment. It's just moment. so crazy. That is a, there's a definition of a Heisman moment. Kenny Pickett moment. was like just a perennial mediocre starter for a mediocre team in the ACC. And, and, then, the, and then just yeah. went nuclear. He went insane. <laughs> he really just, did. Just, uh, just exploded it's on like, the it's scene. Like, it's like he got dropped to like a particle accelerator or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, became it, a superhero. It also, <laughs> he's the rare, rare five-year starter. Five-year starter. You, thank you, COVID. That, for, that, for that is the, if you were to make an argument the against the transfer portal, Kenny Pickett is the argument. Exactly. Well, he's a five-year starter. And he's Kyle a great Trask, college. He's a great college quarterback. But more than that, he is a pro-ready NFL-style quarterback. He's going to be the first quarterback taken in this year's draft. He's put up the numbers. He's broke Dan Marino's record. Man, kudos I like, to Kenny. I to like Kenny the narrative. Pickett. Keep Kenny in Pittsburgh. I could say. Yeah, oh yeah, put, that is a I perfect. I would love fit. to see. Yeah, I think him going to the Steelers would be. That would make a ton of sense. Kim, Kenny Pickett at Heinz Field just it just makes sense after seeing Big Ben stumble around. Hey, Big Ben played pretty well. He played pretty. Time. He played his hard. Yeah, I he started did. him in fantasy. He had twenty one points. Yeah, he no, he didn't. He did not play terribly. Um, but that's the NFL, and this is the and this is we'll back down. Well, speaking of not backing down, unfortunately, we are backing down from the University of Florida for a three-week break. It is our Christmas break. We are wrapping up our finals here. This is a student-run podcast, as we forget to advertise sometimes, but mm -hmm. we should more because we are students here at the We're university. learning. We're learning. But, yeah, we're going home for Christmas vacation. We're going to try. No promises. Holiday vacation. No promises, vacation. but we're going to try and get out a Zoom episode before the bowl game. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, we're going to keep it coming. We're coming back with a vengeance. We've already set up a couple interviews for mm -hmm. the— We'll have Zach on at some We point. will have Zach Albaverde on at some point in the spring. And we're just getting started here. I won't back down. You guys have any comments? Um, you kind of want to just, like, this is our last episode until we get back for the spring. Do we kind of want to do a little reflection? This honestly? has been—I mean, just back to, to the school thing. I don't know about you guys. This has been a great semester— I've had, especially, you know, after last year's football season being sort of a Mickey Mouse COVID season, this has been an unbelievable semester, all, all facets, not just the podcast, but it's been a long semester. Do you guys feel that way? I feel yes. like, I think it's due to, I think the number one reason is that it's, is tied to the turmoil surrounding our football team. The <laughs> fact that, the, like the fact that There's just so Dan Mullen was, we were so... So yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just, just so it's much crazy. Like, like just like a month ago, I was like, we were like Dan Mullen fans. We were like rooting for like Dan Mullen was our coach. We were trying to beat Georgia. Like, I I have not been a Dan Mullen fan. No, no, I agree. I've I, I've been off the boat for but a little over a year. But, I, but if you I, told me after the Alabama game, like that was only two yeah. months ago. Really, was September post Tennessee when we started this podcast. That was a little over two months ago. Yeah, yeah. And that Georgia's feels like a lifetime podcast, ago. We were, we were just because of all that's we were, you know we happened. Liked, we liked Dan Mullen yeah. back when we started this so, podcast. If we're reflecting, I'll just speak for a second here. It's been it's been a pretty hard semester for me, if I'm being honest. At the Sunday after the Alabama game, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away from complications due to COVID-19. So it's been a really tough road back from that for me and my family. It was very sudden. It's been a very hard loss. But honestly, this podcast has helped me get through it. And it's been a horrible football season for the Gators, something that would have put me in a bad mood. Growing up, something that would have made me do some irrational things, but, you know, growing up and experiencing things such as a loss in the family puts things in perspective and just coming on to bullshit about football hours at a time with these guys 
has really helped make my semester better. And I've just really enjoyed coming out and talking about something that I've been so passionate about for so long, something that the three of us have been planning for so long. You know, I want to thank Jake for making this all possible. You know, me and Big Will, you know, our name's on the podcast, but this really is Jake's brainchild. He put it all together with the Pigskin Podcast Network. This was his idea. He lives, breathes, dies college football. And this thing will go as far as he goes. And he's just works his ass off for it and we're glad that he brought us along for the ride and I'm speak I don't know if I'm speaking for Willard, but I'll at least speak for myself and I want to thank him for that. And it's been a great first half of the season. We've got a lot to go. Sorry to take it so serious there for a second, but if we're reflecting, I just wanted to be truthful and honest with all of our listeners. And I want to thank you guys for listening and I want to thank you for coming for the ride. And it's just getting started. You know, I love doing this. I love Gators football. I love college football and I love being a student here at the University of Florida. And I know these two gentlemen sitting next to me can agree the same. And I'm just glad we have a platform to talk about it. And that was yeah. very well said. And I agree entirely for, for the work that, that Jake put in and, and putting this thing together. And it's just fun. And it's nice to be able to just sit here and speak your mind and talk about something that you are so passionate about, something that you love so very much in Florida Gators football. And a lot has happened since we've begun this podcast. And a lot is going to happen in the weeks, months, and maybe even years to come as this won't back down podcast Yeah, that's continues. the crazy thing is you're just catching us as we're all students, you know. We're just entering the field of journalism, the field of sports media, and even the field of sports in general. You know, we don't know where our paths are going to take us. So it's kind of cool that this podcast is going to grow up with us. You know, Big Will has already changed so much. I, per, Me personally, Jake personally, we've all, from the beginning of this podcast to what we're doing now, we've all already changed our paths so much, and mm -hmm. they're just continuing to change. So as this podcast grows up, so do we. So I think that's kind of a cool aspect of it. That's a great point. And yet, you know, well, first of all, I want to, you know, just thank you guys, because this is your project just as much as it is mine. And you guys are the best co-hosts ever. I think, you know, um, I think part of the reason why this is so great is just because this is what we would be doing anyway, right? Right. It's so natural. Conversations about it. Like, you don't understand and the three of us. you guys are so knowledgeable. The past, me and Jake was, of course, a year older than me and Big Will, but the three of us actually met because we're all in the same fraternity, and we would just sit together at meals and bullshit about college football for hours. And yes, eventually, I had a class with Jake last year, and he came up to me one day. He was just like, hey, would you maybe want to start a podcast? And eventually, we talked to Big Will about it, too. And, you know, me and Big Will have been partners for the past year and a half doing things, various things for WFT, WRUF. Fortunately, Big Will doesn't really work for WRUF anymore, so we don't do too much together these days. But at least we still have the podcast. So it kind of just all came together, and I'm glad we get to deliver to you guys. I hope everyone has a great holiday season, and have a great bowl season, too. Have a great bowl season. It, it and should yeah. be a great bowl season. I'm specifically excited for the college football playoff semifinal game in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium, the Orange Bowl. I will be in the press box for that game working for the Orange Bowl committee and hopefully on the field after the game. So I look forward I to... I will be on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. Well, so. Cruises are fun as well. But I, I will look forward to giving hopefully some cool stories from that game. Hopefully I can meet Kirk... Herb Street at some point in the media that would be there, but it's Chris it's too. Be you remind Chris me a lot of Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler, Fowler I think, as well. I think He's you should awesome. connect with Chris Fowler. Yeah, I but he doesn't have to. like a weird thing like Chris has for tennis. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Dolphins aren't a weird enough thing to how Chris is weird for tennis. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you would have to be like Big Will would have to be like a huge golf guy. Being a Dolphins like, fan's <laughs> not weird, but your personal tie to Tua is like a little. A no, little no, weird. that's not even weird. That's just Tua and on. Two and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a proud, member, proud member of the two and on. Yeah. Proud Tua lover. And no, all you there's can nothing say weird about, about Tua. It. No, there's not. Tua is good. Tua is good. I, it's, I, it's I took the words out of your mouth. Just sorry, Tua is yeah. good. Tua is good. He is good. He's good. Okay. And this podcast is good. It's good as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we do with it in, I don't, I don't want to say off season, but. 
It's yeah, going to be an uphill is. battle. I mean, there's going to be some weeks where we're going to be sitting here and we we'll be like, shit, what the fuck are we going to do? See, this I'm looking at it optimistic. <laughs> I'm, I'm a glass half full guy. I think it'll be fun because we can get a lot more creative with yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to have to reach out to a bunch of people. Like, we have Ablaverdi set up. We've got some guests, not, not only guest interviews, guest hosts, though, I think, it, waiting in the wings. We do have some guest hosts. We're going to introduce And I think you guys are going to like them. We're going to introduce some of our friends who are just as passionate, if not more, mm-hmm. and have some even stronger takes about the Gators than we do. Because yeah, no, that's so the great part. Really that's wrinkle. a great part about being a UF student. When you grow up watching college football, it's kind of hard because everyone just roots for where their parents go to school, and like not everyone likes college sports because they're so hard to follow sometimes. But when you go to UF, everyone's a Gator fan, so everyone has an opinion. Some casual, some informed, but everyone has an opinion, so it's so entertaining no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot more we could say, but uh, there's a lot more we could say. But hopefully, we'll be able to get that Zoom episode to you guys before the bowl game. But as we all have just said, it's been a hell of a ride, and we're just getting started. Thank you guys all for listening. Happy holidays. Any parting thoughts? Two is good. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds, and fins up. Two parting thoughts for me: Dustin Poirier and new. And Kanye West is back. Kim, you got to give him another chance. Pete Davidson's not doing what he just did last night. All right, everybody. I got one. Jake? Listening to a great dead shit. 50 years ago today, live at Fox Theater. There's a pristine recording of it on uh, the Relisten app. I'm having a great day. Listen to some And it's always As a great always. day when we get to record, won't back down. And always a great day when you get a listen. Like, subscribe, whatever else you need to do. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.